Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. Before I continue, I want to mention you can support the podcast through Patreon by going to patreon.com slash CanadaX. Now I want to thank everybody. The podcast has reached number one on the history charts and we're doing very well. And I've gotten a lot of great emails from people with some constructive criticism on how to improve the show. And I actually really do appreciate that. And one suggestion is getting rid of the music in the background, as well as talking a bit slower. And so I'm going to try and do both this episode. So, let's begin. The Canadian dollar goes back a very long way. Before Confederation, dollar notes were issued through the governments of the colony of British Columbia, the province of Canada, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island. The most common type of banknote came from the province of Canada, which was evident in the fact that for a short period after Confederation in 1867, the first national currency of Canada was the province of Canada notes. The first official Dominion of Canada notes were issued in 1870 in several denominations, including the $1 bill. Over the next 119 years, the $1 note would be a staple of Canadian currency, changing very little beyond the colour and the monarch on the front of the note. Then, in 1987, something else came along, and the $1 Canadian banknote would disappear. Its replacement would become something uniquely Canadian, which is definitely a part of our heritage. The loonie. The loonie was not the first dollar coin Canada ever used. In 1911, the first silver dollar was struck, and in 1935, another was created to commemorate the Silver Jubilee of King George V. This dollar, known as the Voyageur dollar, thanks to the image of a voyageur and an indigenous man on the reverse, would be struck on a nearly annual basis and was used in circulation. Its last circulation strike would be in 1987, just as the loony was being introduced. So this brings us to the loony. In the early 1980s, vending machine operators and transit systems were lobbying the Canadian government to replace banknotes with coins. At the same time, the Royal Canadian Mint was also working on a new composition for a dollar coin that they hoped would lead to increased circulation. In 1985, a House of Commons committee released a report that stated it would be best for the dollar bill to be eliminated, even though there was no evidence of whether or not Canadians supported the move. For the government, the change seemed like a good idea, considering dollar bills only lasted less than a year before they needed to be replaced, while a dollar coin would last upwards of 20 years. 
This durability would result in cost savings of between 175 to 250 million based on government estimates. On March 25, 1986, the government of Canada announced that a new dollar coin would be introduced and that the dollar bill would be phased out. This initial pressing of coins would be 300 million in total, costing 31.8 million or 67.5 million today. Thanks to the difference between the cost of production and the value of the coin, it was estimated that the mint would make up to $40 million a year on the coins, and the proceeds, $60 million over five years, would be put towards funding the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary. The government also announced that the coin would be the same size as the failed Susan B. Anthony coin in the United States, slightly larger than a quarter, and would be 11-sided and gold in color. So let's go to a news report from 1986 announcing the coming change. These are samples of the new dollar coin. Gold-colored, 11-sided, and only slightly heavier and bigger than a quarter. When the actual coin is issued in January, it will bear the familiar Voyager imprint, already found on Canadian nickel and silver dollars. By 1989, dollar bills will be slowly withdrawn from circulation. Dollar coins will replace the bills that are now stuffed into fare boxes, reduce the number of quarters we have to carry around, and save Canadian Transit Authority $2 million annually in handling and processing all the wrinkled bills they get. Some consumers are worried the coins will mean too much change in their pockets. It's going to be heavier for one thing. The original plan for the Looney was to continue with the Voyager theme of its predecessor, but the master dies for the coin that were struck in Ottawa were lost on their way to Winnipeg on November 3rd, 1986. This was a major problem, and a House of Commons committee investigated and found that there was no documented procedure by the Mint for transporting master dies, and that the die had been shipped by a local courier in order to save $43.50. This was not the first time it had happened, as an investigation found the Mint had lost three dies in five years, but this was the most public. Usually the protocol is to package each side of the coin die separately and send them in separate shipments. This was done so that if the dies ever came into the hands of counterfeiters, they only had one side of the coin. For some reason, both sides of the die were shipped together. Officials waited in Winnipeg for the shipment for 11 days, but it never arrived. On November 14th, the RCMP were called. The Mint attempted to keep the loss under wraps from the public, hoping the dies would turn up. This included hiding the theft from Monique Vezina, the Minister of Supply and Services. The RCMP investigated and came to the conclusion that the dies were lost in transit. But the Mint disagreed with this, feeling that the dies had in fact been stolen. Whatever happened to them, they were never found again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Mint had thought to make a small alteration to the Voyager design that would hopefully reveal the location of the thief over time, 
but they decided that it was best just to do a new design, and they would replace the Voyager with the image of a common loon floating in water. This was designed by Robert Ralph Carmichael. And Carmichael was an artist who lived near Echo Bay, Ontario. And in 1992, the town would honour him with a monument in the shape of a loony along the highway. Carmichael passed away in 2016. But interestingly enough, Carmichael had submitted his loon design in 1978 to be on the $100 coin. But this was rejected. Thankfully for him, his design would become iconic as a result. With the coin having a loon on the face, it would result in the name Looney being adopted by the public. The Looney officially entered into circulation on June 30, 1987, with 40 million coins introduced around the country. By the end of the year, 205 million had been created. The new Looney was met with praise and criticism, as this report from 1987 shows. Well, it's the beginning of the end today for the $1 bill. A new $1 coin has made its debut, and the dollar bill should be all gone by 1989. The coin has been nicknamed the Looney because of the loon on one of its sides. As Houston Reinhardt reports, the move from bill to coin will save Ottawa millions. Across the country, bank tellers began to give out shiny new dollar coins in change. For tourists at the Winnipeg Mint, the coins were novelty souvenirs. Can we have um, four of these, please? We thought we'd add these to our collection and... Maybe even be the first ones to uh, have them in Vancouver. The dollar coin is a little larger than a quarter. It's yellow-gold in color and features a loon on one side. The Winnipeg Mint printed close to 100 million. 80 million have been distributed from coast to coast. Today, many like them. Oh, I think it's wonderful. I think it's much better than flipping all those ones all the time. To me, dollars, dollar bills were getting to be too cumbersome. I was having too many of them all at once, you know. Um, I think the coins are good. But this Winnipeg hotel manager found them impractical. Well, I'm just going to make a deposit. Look at all these ones. That's 150 of these I have to carry to the bank, and that's a small deposit. It is truly the worst thing the government's come out with. I, I hate it. Over the course of the next 21 months, a loony and $1 note were produced at the same time, until the Bank of Canada officially ceased production of the banknote. The final dollar bill was printed on June 30, 1989. That same year, 184,773,902 loonies were printed. At first, people were not in favor of the new loony, and they wanted a return to the dollar banknote. The Bank of Canada knew that people would not be in favor of the change at first, but by taking the banknote out of circulation, the acceptance of the loony would be gradual with Canadians. As the last dollar bill went off the line, Canadians had mixed feelings, according to this news report from 1989. You are witnessing the passing of the buck, the last print run of the last issue of the Canadian $1 bill. After June 30th, the Bank of Canada will be collecting and systematically destroying them. It hopes by this time next year, the dollar bill will have all but disappeared. Oh, it's sad. The dollar bill has been in circulation bearing the faces of explorers, governors general, and royalty since the first one appeared in the name of the Dominion of Canada in 1870. The paper money is making way for the loony dollar, the bronze-coated nickel coin that was introduced two years ago. But it doesn't seem to be catching on. A poll last July showed the percentage of people who disapproved of it had almost doubled to 36%. 
The Royal Canadian Mint is concerned about acceptance. Uh, the polls always indicate that we have habits or um, leading their, their attitudes. They say, well, yeah, I'd prefer something else, but... And they use the coin. The Mint says studies show cashiers tend to favor the bills over the coins. And cashiers will tell you there's a reason for that. They don't really like to take the loony. They would prefer the dollar bills. But many businesses say the coins are easier to handle. And the Canadian government says it will save money in the long run. Loonies last longer. The number of loonies put into circulation would fall over the next few decades, going from 68 million in 1990 to 17 million in 1996, followed by no loonies being produced from 1997 to 2001. Production would increase from 2.3 million in 2002 to 120 million in 2013, before falling sharply again to 24.9 million in 2014. Over the course of the first 20 years of the loonie, 800 million would be struck into circulation. By 2017, 1.3 billion loonies had been produced with each loony lasting an average of 20 years. There are so many loonies out there now that if you put them side by side in a line, they would span across Canada's entire national highway system, a distance of 37,000 kilometers. Today, the loony is not a coin. It is an iconic symbol of Canada. The loony is now synonymous with the Canadian dollar, and the loony would reach new levels of mythical status in 2002 at the Salt Lake Winter Olympics, when Dan Craig, the NHL's ice-making consultant, brought his ice crew from Edmonton to make the ice for the Olympics. Trent Evans would secretly place a loony at center ice. Only a few people knew about the placement of the coin, and they were sworn to secrecy. The men and women's teams were told, and both teams would go on to win the gold, and several members of the women's team kissed the spot where the loony was hidden after they won. After the men won gold, the loony was dug up and given to Wayne Gretzky, who revealed it to the world at a post-game press conference. Today, the lucky loony sits in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Information comes from Wikipedia, CBC, Ottawa Rewind, Coinbooks.org, and Kelowna Now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Canadian History X, and if you did, please give a rating and review. You can reach me at craig at canadax.com, and you can visit my website with hundreds of articles on Canada's history by going to canadax.com. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.